Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Startup Parent Podcast. This is the show where we get to talk to working parents, entrepreneurs, business leaders, and creatives about what it looks like to raise kids and also build companies. I'm your host, Sarah K. Peck. As many of you know, if you've been longtime listeners of the podcast, we are all about conversation and connection here. There is a reason this podcast is 60 and 90 minute conversations with smart, brilliant, interesting, amazing people. I just can't get enough of these conversations. But busy work schedules, huge childcare demands, commuting times, and being isolated in our homes, it doesn't make finding or connecting with other parents that easy. And so I feel like I am starved for these conversations, these people I want to connect with. That's one of the reasons why I started the Wise Women's Council. We take the conversations we have here on the podcast and move them into our year-long program, the Wise Women's Council. It's a space to meet, to see, to connect with other women and go deep in conversations around leadership, parenting, pregnancy, business, entrepreneurship, and even just keeping your rish together. I didn't swear there. Every year we open applications to join us in the Wise Women's Council. You can apply at startupparent.com WWC. But I get a lot of questions. What's it like? Who joins? Uh, what is your leadership program like? How does it work? And while I have written a ton about it on our Instagram, to our email list, and on our website, you can read all about the program over on startupparent.com. I know that sometimes it helps to hear from other people who have been through it. So I asked last year's crew, everybody who went through 2020 together in the Wise Women's Council with what a year 2020 was, I asked if anyone would be open to sharing their stories and their experience uh, here on the podcast. I interviewed half a dozen folks and they came here to help explain what the program is like and how it works. Today, we're gonna talk to Jess Kamada. She is currently 35 weeks pregnant with her second kiddo and she has an almost two-year-old at home as well. She is the VP of Client Services at Bamboo, a growth marketing firm based in Seattle, Washington, that has managed more than 500 million in advertising spend. And Bamboo has consistently been named a top growth marketing firm in consumer tech since they were founded in 2014. Jess has grown with the company since it started. She has a background in startups and in marketing, and she joined this company when it started and she has grown with the company. She now heads a team of around 40 people. Today, I bring Jess onto the podcast and I talk to her about her career journey, her parenting journey, and why she decided to join the Wise Women's Council when she did. She was part of our group coaching program too, so she's gonna share a little bit about what that was like and what it was like to work with one of our coaches and how the Wise Women's Council supported her this year, even and in the midst of a pandemic. Take a listen. Hi, everyone. Okay, I'm so excited. I'm here with Jess Kamada. Jess, welcome. Hi. Hello. It's great Hi. To be- Thanks for being here. So Jess was a member of the Wise Women's Council last year, and I brought her here to do a quick interview to talk about, like, what is it like and why did she join? But before we get into all the details of the Wise Women's Council, Jess, can you tell us a little bit about your business and entrepreneurship journey? What 
world of work are you in and what are you up to nowadays? Yes, definitely. So about seven years ago, um, my business partner started a digital marketing agency focused on growth for startups in San Francisco. And I joined the company shortly after. So I've been working at the same advertising agency for about six years now. And we've grown it from three people in a very tiny office in North Beach, San Francisco, to now over 60 in three cities and multiple remote workers as well. Yeah, big company, big growth, a lot of growth over the last few years. And what's your role in the company right now? So I have also grown with the company, which has been really amazing for me and has kind of, uh, I've been lucky enough to be kind of propelled in my role with the growth. So I started the company as an account manager and like really servicing our clients and being an individual contributor. Um, And now I lead our entire client services team as VP of client services. And that's about 45 people or so. That's so much work. (laughs) That is a big job. So how have, how has the business been impacted or affected just by all things 2020? Have you had to pivot a lot? Like what's that been like for you all? Yeah, that's a great question. Very early in COVID days. So like Q2 2020, when kind of everything was crashing, I think a lot of our clients' businesses were trying to just understand if they were going to succeed, if they were going to get through this. And when your business is 100% dependent on other businesses' success, um, you kind of have to take a pause. So we did a lot of exercises of financial modeling, trying to understand what scenarios we would either have to, basically at what scenario we would have to lay off people. And we did a lot of planning for that. Luckily, we didn't have to lay off anyone, but we did halt our hiring um, for several months. We cut all expenses that were not necessary, tried to cut any like office expense we had. We had two office, three offices at the time. Now we're down to one. And it really, it really took a toll on not actually really our clients. Our clients ended up being fine. We kind of went through and I went through and did a lot of exercises to retain our revenue, whether that was like renegotiating contracts or um, allowing people to pause their contracts for a you know short amount of time and just making sure that we were both accommodating, but also fair to all of our clients and, and tried to save as many jobs and, and revenue as we could through that period of time. Overall, we were lucky enough to receive a PPP loan to save a lot of jobs. And we didn't end up losing any actual clients through this, which was a huge, huge feat and something that we're really proud of. But the now that we're at the back end of 2020 and going into 2021, the thing that we really realized that was kind of a fail is that we didn't pick up hiring fast enough and we ended up with a lot of attrition, a lot of burnt, burnt out people um, and just unhappy employees. And kind of our goal for 2021 is to focus on our people, 
focus on making sure we have enough resources um, and secondarily focusing on the sales and, and growing the revenue part of the business. It is so hard. I think that it's like when you get to the year end at the end of 2020, you can do your year end review, you can do your reports, you can reflect back and you can say like, oh, wow, like sales only dropped by like, you know, 2%. We did a great job. And it belies how hard it is to keep what you did to do to get there. Like Mm -hmm. the amount of strategic work laying out three, four, 10 different scenarios, like making sure that you cut all these costs. This isn't just, it doesn't happen in a second. It takes so much work. And, uh, and I just commend you for like being able to keep your head above water and keep going amidst this year. Cause this year has been intense. How has this year affected you? If you don't mind me asking more personally, like how has it been for you going through all of this, especially as a leader of your company, as somebody who's like, like leading such a big team, what is that like for you? Yeah. And I know we're going to get into the parenting part, but <laughs> you know, having uh, multiple months where we couldn't bring our nanny into our home and had zero childcare did not help any of this. <laughs> It's so easy, right? Yeah. Um, But yeah, psychologically, like this is definitely the year that I not only had WWC as a godsend, but also recruited a therapist for the first time in a long time um, that I'm like seeing regularly because I think the the weight of responsibility that you have to protect people and protect their jobs, protect their livelihood and try to keep them happy. It just requires so much emotional space and holding space for, you know, my business partner, my husband, my employees that, you know, I'm getting on calls and just saying like, how are you doing? And they're like, I'm shitty. Yeah, yeah, not great. (laughs) Help me. Um, um, And also having in the back of my mind of like, I may have to fire, I may have to let you go. And that is not easy. And just trying to do everything you can to, um, to not have that be the case. And luckily, that didn't happen. But yeah, it's a it's a lot of weight. And when you yourself need that space also and you don't have it um yeah you need to find it somewhere yes a hundred percent I think this is one of the things I think when I was younger entry level like you look at your leaders and you're and it's hard to understand the emotional challenges that leaders go through because so much of it's not shared and it's not appropriate to share it back to our employees and be like, Hey, by the way, I'm debating whether or not to fire you is not a great conversation to give your employees, right? Like it's so challenging. So you need a place to turn to like, who do you talk to? How do you find space when the weight of what you're carrying is everybody's inner and outer lives, plus your partners, plus, Oh, by the way, parenting, which let's chat about that for a second, because you are doing this all in addition to being in your parenting years. So can you back us up a little bit and tell us about, give us like the overview. Did you always know you wanted to become a parent and do you have kiddos now? Give us some insight there. Yes, I always knew I wanted to be a parent. I think psychologically I had this timeline 
in my mind of, oh, like I'd like to have my first kid right around 30. And backing that out into reality when when like 28, 29, 30 was about to hit, I was not ready. I was like, oh, like growing up, I had this number in my head, but there's, yeah, there's just no way that I was really there. Um, My husband is older than me and like definitely wanted to start having children. And so um, that timeline ended up what it, what it was. I had my first kid at 29 and I'm pregnant now with my second at 31. So we had with our first son, um, we had some challenges trying to conceive. It took over a year because of undiagnosed PCOS and it took a long time to figure out what was going on, diagnose it. I'm very fortunate to have like an amazing specialist in Seattle. We live in um, the Pacific Northwest who once we had that diagnosis, we were able to kind of get on track and get things going. So yeah, I have one son, he's 23 months. His birthday is on Valentine's day. His name is Ty and he kind of understands he's gonna be an older brother, but not really. (laughs) I was the first parent at my company. So me getting pregnant was a big deal at that time. And for my second kid, we were anticipating a very similar, like, this is going to take forever. When should we start? Well, we were going to start a year later, but pandemic hit and we're like, we're not doing shit right now. (laughs) Not doing anything. Might as well. (laughs) So we started trying again and we're lucky enough to conceive in just one month, which was a surprise, uh, a welcome surprise. But at this point, our kiddos are going to be like exactly two years apart, possibly to the day. Uh, (laughs) There you go. Can't control it. Wow. Wait, so you have been pregnant this whole year, well, much of last year, and pandemicking and going through all of this at the same time. Yes, I got pregnant in May, late May. Or June, maybe. But any, but in any case, it was like very much in the thick of trying to understand where the business was going to be at. Holy moly! I like. I don't know what your pregnancy experience is like, but my, I remember being exhausted and flat on my back as much as possible. I had a lot of morning sickness. Like, how, how did you even get through all of this? Yeah, I was lucky enough to um, at least be able to tell my business partner that. <laughs> I was pregnant very early on. I definitely did not wait to tell him at 12 weeks. He's also a very close friend. So we um, have a good relationship in that regard. But yes, definitely tired. Definitely morning sickness. Not that bad. But I think the the biggest variable is having a toddler in the mix this time around. And, and no nanny. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so even if you want to lay down, you can't. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. I remember my little one just kept wanting to sit on my belly. Like he wanted to be carried around and sit on top of my belly. And I would just be like, I'm really sorry, Henry, to the one inside me. Um, Be like, I hope you're okay. Like, I hope this doesn't hurt you. Uh, It was hard. You know, you're carrying a lot, doing a lot. (sighs) Yeah. And we were able to um, finally, once 
Washington got into like the specific phase with COVID, we were able to bring a nanny back in June, which was kind of in the middle of my first trimester. So that was a godsend at that time for so many reasons. So how, when you didn't have a, when you didn't have a nanny, what did you do for childcare? How did you and your partner split it up or were you working mornings? Like, what does that look like? Yep. So we did half days. He would take morning, like nine through nine to noon. And then our kid, we still have a one nap a day, which is so nice. So we both got the like 12 to two. And then I would take over after that. I had to condense a lot. And then, you know, afternoon meetings, like if Ty was in it, he was in it. And that's just what it was. Luckily, we have a lot of clients who were in the same boat. So they were like very empathetic (laughs) during that time. Okay. So now uh, rewinding a little more than a year, probably exactly a year, right? You're, you applied for the Wise Women's Council last year before the pandemic. You had, Ty was almost one and you're applying to join the Wise Women's Council. What made you want to apply? Like what was your headspace like? Why did you apply to join the Wise Women's Council? Great question. So I had been following the Startup Pregnant podcast for some time like while I was pregnant. So in 2018, and I found that so many of those pods were like, like I was like waiting for the next one to come. I was like, this is such valuable information. And at the time I was the only parent in my workplace or I was about to be the only parent in my workplace. We had not a lot of protocols around paid leave, what it would look like coming back. We certainly didn't have a pumping room, <laughs> like all of these things that just were never thought about. And then outside of that, in my personal life, I was really the first person in my friend group to become a parent also. So I didn't have any community to turn to when I had questions. Like I was just like using the internet and like random Facebook groups that I found for resources, which as you know, when you're pregnant, like Google is like literally your worst friend. <laughs> like, like you should not Google anything. <laughs> totally. And when I was preparing for mat leave and coming back from mat leave, I did have an executive coach, which was who was also a mom. And that person was really helpful but I was still really lacking the community aspect. So when I discovered WWC, I was like, okay, moms, check. Working moms, check. Ambitious moms who are also working, check, check, check. Okay, I think I really need this. Because that's that second thing, um, when I was on mat leave, I was able to like go to mom groups and do things during the day. When I went back to work, all of that disappeared and there was no way for me to meet other moms. And any moms that I did meet were not working moms. And I have absolutely nothing against <laughs> any moms that are not working, but the the experience is just so different. You want to um, be able to talk about yourself. Yes. And connect with someone else. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I totally totally understand. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I cut you off. Was there more? No, I think I was very, I was curious and I ended up doing a lot of research about WWC and ultimately was 
ultimately joined and was like just so happy that I joined and 2020 being the year that it was when every other community was stripped away it was so invaluable (laughs) on so many levels oh my gosh that makes me really happy to hear because I that's why I started it one of the reasons why I started it was because I was like wait what whoa (laughs) when I first had my first kid it's only two years before your first kid right so like your my my like reflection is just two years ahead of yours so we can be in touch for a long time but I I am curious like is there anything that made like tilted it did you have any fears about joining the wise women's council is there any hesitations you had or were you just all in what was that like for you I think with any program that is not concrete like it's not a product you don't know 100% what you're getting um and you have to pay for it like there is some level of making sure that it's quote-unquote worth it and for me I have um you know I've I've pushed my company to to sponsor a portion of what I'm doing here. And so I think my responsibility to them to join something that is really going to be worth my while um, taking time out of my workday to do this, as well as um, making sure that it's making me a better human so that I, I can be a better leader is also a responsibility um, that I wanted to make sure it was fulfilled. Yeah, that's so true. That's such a good point. You hear my two-year-old in the background. He's not happy right now, but uh, it's so true. You need like a, like, what am I going to get out of it? And because this is not a curriculum, it's not like, and you'll graduate with an MBA or you'll get this sort of certification at the end. There's a little bit of like, so what is it and why, and how do I know that I'll get the value out of it? I think that's so, such a good point. And the way I describe it to people, I know it's, it's a little bit vague, but it's more of a leadership incubator and a space for your growth than it is a set of um, like curriculum materials. Because at this point, people like you can read all the books, you can know all the leadership philosophies, you can know all the business strategy. But when, when the, what's the phrase, what's the metaphor? I was going to say when the pedal hits the metal or the like gristle hits the millstone. I don't know what the phrase is, but when it comes to the moment that you are in the arena and you're trying to figure out, I got to hire a bunch of people, I got to fire a bunch of people, or I'm having a huge emotional reaction to this thing. This is the space and the people to talk about it with. I am like all the IVF clinics closed because of the pandemic, or I'm going through a miscarriage, like I need help finding resources, or I'm just whatever the thing is. I want the Wise Women's Council to be the space and the people you get to talk to about it. Uh, but it's harder. It's not a curriculum, right? It's not a certificate. It's not like you get, com- congratulations, you accomplished 90 hours of deep conversations this year, but that's what it is. How do you think you grew as a leader or in your leadership capacities? Like, what are, do you have a sense of the ways that you changed how you showed up or um, how you executed? Because I know that you emailed me right away in the beginning and you said, Maybe it was on Slack, but you said, my team's telling me I'm already showing up like a little softer, a little, do you remember that, e- that message? Yeah. So what was it like for you? I think you talked a lot about holding space and when you have that space held for you, 
it's a lot easier to see what that looks like and experience how it makes yourself feel so that you can replicate that or hold that space for others. Um, and that was a huge thing that I needed. Um, and I've been one of my goals in leadership over the last couple of years, which I think motherhood in general has helped with, um, was to improve, um, my empathy level and just be a more empathic leader in general. Um, and you're right. Like what I didn't, WWC was everything that I didn't know that I needed. I didn't know that I needed to just see what other people were going through or hear what other people were going through. Even if I didn't, you know, share on Slack or on video calls, like every single thing that was going on with me, it was so amazing to hear what other people were going through at this time, whether it be like dealing without childcare or dealing with a boss that was just terrible or some folks had to shut down their businesses this year that was really challenging and just understanding how other people were navigating and um, being a part of the conversations of support that were going on. And even if people didn't have solutions, sometimes a solution wasn't needed. Sometimes you just had to say or hear, hey, like I hear you, I see you, and I'm here for all the shit you're about to throw down. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Fixing it. Like we can't really fix it all the time for other people. And I think I know this is, this is my Achilles heel. And I, I want so badly to be able to fix everything for everyone, but I know it doesn't feel that great when people do it to me. They're like, Oh, just do this. And I'm like, screw you. Like, this is hard. <laughs> you know, It's really hard to go through stuff. And so sometimes just having someone be like, Hey, by the way, Jess, like you're going through pregnancy and a pandemic and like leveling up as a leader and no childcare, like whatever you say next, that's a lot can feel really, I don't know, grounding and reassuring, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was also a part of, um, small group coaching this year. And my coach was Michelle and she is like a decision engineer and a lot of the issues or not issues, but challenges that I've had this year was, you know, going through these scenarios and doing these models and choosing like what the best path is. And so she was very, very helpful um, from a solutions perspective when I needed like tactical advice on how to think about something and that was another thing of being a part of WWC is like not is not about getting the answers you seek but it's about um, changing or evolving your mindset and understandings like what frameworks of thought might work for you and how you can adapt those and apply different situations to them so um, I think there, when I think about the growth, um, it's those nuggets of um, 
thought framework and how to think through an issue or how to think through a problem and just like take a beat, whether that's a hard conversation that I have to have with an employee, whether it's a hard conversation I have to have with my business partner or husband, just learning how to think through those things. And most importantly, like make sure that I'm in a good headspace before going to do that has definitely been a key takeaway for me. Mm. Thanks for saying that. That's, I mean, behind the scenes, Michelle and I talk a lot about uh, Michelle Carey and I, because Carey's our other coach, and we might be adding a third coach this year. We'll see. But we talk a lot about, um, <laughs> sorry, my four-year-old is whistling in the background. So if that oh. sounds coming through, it's part of, part of it. They're home today. We talk a lot about leadership capacity and how... Uh, strong coaches, strong executive coaches and mentors. And this applies to all of us who lead teams as we are leading our own teams as well. Our job is not to solve problems for people, but it's to help people figure out their processes and their capacity for finding the solutions and the answers and figuring it out on their own, right? And so that again is the space in the container, asking you questions like, how might you solve this? And what are your approaches? What's worked well in the past? What, like, what are the patterns you're seeing? That's the work of coaching that is so, so important. Really stretch to figure out like, well, how do I show up in this? And how can I empower my employees, my teammates, my peers to solve it on their own? Sorry, I was having a little interruption there. <laughs> it's fine. I've got them over here too. Uh, so I guess, so to close this up, what, tell us you're coming back next year. What made you decide to come back for another year? And uh, yeah, what are you looking forward to this year? Yes, I I am, I, ha- I think going from one kid to two is a experience that <laughs> I just don't know how it's going to be. <laughs> and I think it's going to be completely different from going from zero to one. Um, and again, that having that community of people who are going through it as well. There's actually one, one woman in the, in the group this past year that we have a lot of things in common and we have to, we have a, we each have a boy the same age. And then we also got pregnant again within a month of each other. And so it's been really fun to chat with her and swap experiences and stories about like how we are. Cause we're, we're doing the same things obviously slightly differently, but again, just being able to make those connections and have access to these amazing women all over the country, all over the world that you can actually connect on a deeper level with. And for me, I have good friends, but WWC is a space where you can share like things that you want to even share with those close friends because the experiences are not going to be held in the same way or like there's just a lot so many more shared experiences among the women in WWC and that's something that um, is so valuable to me that I wanted to continue working on and also want to continue evolving like how much more can I pull out like how much better can I get and um, how much more can I evolve as a leader and this year um, I'm continuing with with coaching, um, individual coaching, which I'm really excited about. 
I'm so thrilled to have you back. I just, you've grown so much this last year and watching the way you navigate things, the way you share, the way you've been so open and supporting other people and taking on so much. I mean, it's really an honor to be here with you. Thank you for taking the time today to share this all with the podcast and with people who are thinking about applying. It's really meaningful. And also, I don't always hear these reflections throughout the year of like what it does for you. I'm a working parent without childcare, also scrambling a little bit. So it's like, this is a real treat for me to hear all of this. So thanks for sharing and thanks for taking the time. Of course, Sarah, thank you. If you are thinking about joining the Wise Women's Council this year, or you're thinking about applying, I encourage you to take the leap. Go ahead and put in your application and see what happens. I have applied to plenty of things in my lifetime and not all of them end up working out, but some of them end up being transformative. So try it and see is one of my mottos for most things in life. It does not work for everything. If you want to join a community of supportive parents of women that are navigating leadership and business and career while also figuring out children, childcare, pregnancy, adoption, single motherhood, non-traditional motherhood. We are a community of women trying to figure it out and have generous, open conversations about what it's really like. I'd love to see your face in my application inbox. I read every single one. It takes me a little bit of time to get back to people after they've applied. So please send in your application and then I will be in touch within a couple of weeks just to say thank you for applying and then to explore the possibility of what it might look like to join us in the Wise Women's Council, whether this year or next year or for however many years we run it. We start every year in March and we go until the first week of December. Go to startupparent.com WWC. The links will be in the show notes and click on the yellow button. It says apply. You've got to submit an application. It takes between 10 and 15 minutes more. If you want to write like a, a lot about where you're at and tell me, go to startupparent.com WWC. It's also in our main navigation, Wise Women's Council. Sign up there apply there. I'll read your application and I can't wait to meet you.